Hello fellow Alexandrians and those who don't live here but wish they did. This is the premiere edition of Smart Alex, a tiny little podcast about all things Alexandrian. I'm your host, J.D. Ventura, and on today's show, we'll travel deep into the crowds at the Delray Farmer's Market. So hold on to your espressos and fresh peaches. We're about to ask folks why they come and what the market means to them. Then we're in the studio to hear from the market's founders, Pat Miller and Karen Johnson. When they started the market in 1995, Coolio's Gangster's Paradise was number one on the Billboard 100, and I was, well, I was a lot younger. We also sit down with Maria Chuda from Toygo Orchards and find out just how early she has to get up to make it here on time from Shippensburg, PA. And finally, I schlep on up to Little Antietam Goat Dairy, about 30 minutes south of Maria's, to visit a guy named Jude and, you guessed it, his 70-plus goats. All of that today on Smart Alex. I think supporting local farmers is important and supporting small business is important. I want my kids to understand how food is, you know, grown, what's made, I mean, how it's consumed. And so I think celebrating and appreciating those who are working really hard in our local community and who represent local regional farms is important. I love that Delray and Alexandria celebrate that with the farmers markets. There's three in this area. There's the West End, Delray, there's the Old Town. So we live in a community that's really supportive of that. I think it's important. That's Carrie Schumacher. She took a couple of seconds on a steamy Saturday sojourn to the market to stop and speak to me. Her husband smartly scrammed at the sight of my audio recorder. She told me she goes to the market for the fish, and being from the West Coast, she loves the fresh Pacific salmon she picks up on most Saturdays. Her apparently shy husband, being from New England, probably prefers wicked awesome lobster. I should know I'm a fellow New Englander also. I soon let Carrie carry on with her day when I ran into Sarah Domini, a DC resident who got a late start and missed the market near her house, came to Alexandria to run an errand and decided to catch the Delray market instead, since it closes later than hers at noon. She also shared with me why she frequents farmers markets. And there's something about like these people here that like this is their livelihood, right? So you're gonna spend this money on the food anywhere. I mean, the price is not really different than what if you're buying from like a high-end store like Whole Foods. Like right. Some things are a better deal, but it's really nice to make that transaction with someone that, you know, put their life's work into making this. That was the goal and the vision, that it would really become this neighborhood gathering spot, and it the, the people would then radiate from the market to all ends of the avenue. So, I mean, you can look out on any Saturday and see that that goal that we had in 1995, and we've definitely achieved it. Okay, so as promised, I sat down with Karen and Pat, the founders of the market. That was Karen. They remember a time when Mount Vernon Avenue consisted of a bait shop, a Venetian blind store, and a biker bar. I personally would have loved the biker bar. As Karen puts it, the Ave wasn't a place to grab a frosé back then. And by the mid-90s, Karen was actually poaching other vendors from more established markets like Eastern Market and Falls Church, enticing them to come to Delray. Some Delray residents were initially skeptical of rats and traffic. One guy even kicked over orange street cones in protest, which is total civil unrest for Delray. Today, there is rarely an opening, and some vendors have been selling at the market for decades. Pat explains what it all means to the community. I think it's given the community a, a central location. I mean, if you watch the market, you see neighbors running into each other and, and stopping and talking. 
the kids come and they play with each other and um, you know you see people that you may may not let's say it's winter time it's really cold you may not see them for another six months and then all of a sudden there they are oh good you get to talk you get to to socialize so I think it's 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 partly a social thing but I have to tell you the it, the market is so good that people do buy and they are sell out almost every weekend. I mean, they don't take much home. Maria Chuda of Toyo Orchards is assuredly glad about that. She drives a hundred miles to sell the produce of her employer, a family farm that's been in operation since the 1700s. The farm runs 13 farmers markets in DC and then another 13 in the greater New York area. They sell everything from apples to pears to peaches to plums, nectarines, berries, you name it, employing over 50 people, including six agricultural interns from all over the world. Maria was one of those. She came to work for Toyga 23 years ago from the Ukraine. Here's Maria, who sat down with me after the market closed, despite having gotten up at 2.30 a.m. to make the trip down from D.C. It's honestly that, like, you actually let people give people an option to eat healthy you know like i personally never eat uh any bad food like french fries and all that uh, bad is good but like like i enjoy i would rather enjoy it work it with the fresh natural grown products because i know where it came from i know what we like spray not spray and you know when it was picked how fresh it is and the quality of the actual products one of my favorite things at the market is the goat cheese. So I was thrilled to be invited up to Little Antietam Goat Farm in Waynesboro, PA, where Brian Ebby gave me a tour of their cheesemaking operation, which was followed by a chat with his cousin, Jude Ebby, who was milking the goats with the kids. Jude walked me through how tough it is leaving a job at a corporate dairy to start his own business. It's the behind the scenes struggle you don't really see at the market. All the cheese is stored here that's been made. Um, we have all of our 8-ounce packages of the soft cheese, the different flavors. Uh, we have the farmhouse, and then over there is the feta um, and the brine. And those are the wheels you're talking about? Yes. Okay. So those are the wheels of the farmer's cheese. The feta is all wheels. It's in 5-gallon uh, buckets. In, Why uh, is it us. wheels? Why does it come out like a wheel? Uh, that's the mold we use. Um, oh, okay. So if you use a square mold, it would be a square block of cheese. Um, it just depends on what you have or what you want to do. And that, that there is what kind of cheese? It's a, we call it farmhouse. Mm -hmm. Some people call it farmers. It's just a fresh, uh, semi-hard cheese. Here's Jude in the milking barn. Probably our biggest challenge is marketing. You know, you can make cheese and you can make good cheese, but uh, it doesn't just sell itself, right? So, probably the, uh, Biggest learning curve is the selling of it. Mm -hmm. We want to be diversified. Farmers market is definitely uh, it's a priority for us. It's also farmers markets now aren't as good as they used to be. When I first started, I mean, you could go and do whatever you wanted at a farmers market, and you'd make you'd pay all your bills. Um, now there's so many of them, and they've gotten somewhat polluted by non-producer uh, as far as people buying and then reselling at farmers markets, and it's kind of a balance. Um, you know, we want producer only, but you take, uh, like we sell maple syrup as well. And, you know, we're not the producer of that, 
it wouldn't be worth it just for us to just go with only goat cheese or for my niece and her husband to go with only maple syrup. So working together, when people go to farmer's markets, they want to be able to, you know, they don't want to have to go to a farmer's market and get a little bit of their food and then go to the grocery store to get the rest. They want to be able to get most of their vegetables or most of their, you know, a, a variety of product at the farmer's market. Otherwise, they have to go get a few things, you know. If it's a nice day, they might go. If it's not a nice day, they'll say, skip it. I'll just go to the grocery store and get everything I need. Hopefully, that one-stop shopping mentality won't stop people like Brian and Jude from making great cheese, or Maria from making the long ride down to Delray every week. I know one thing, Karen and Pat are right. The market does seem to be a town square for Delray, and I hope you enjoyed learning a bit more about it. Next time on Smart Alex, we'll hit up some local doggy parks and get the backstory on some of Alexandria's furrier residents. Until then, I'm your host, J.D. Ventura. Thanks for listening.